wrestling, comics, 90s cartoons, movies, TV series. Hi, I'm Jonathan Esther, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my brother Slow Chemical's brand new podcast, I See Things a Little Differently, a follow-up to his excellent Why Repent, I'ma Do It Again. In it, Slow Chemical brings his natural acerbic wit and knowledge as a content creator, an artist, and a general bon vivant to look in at intricate niches and corners of our pop culture and dissecting it in his unique and infallible way. Shut up, man. All you to do, instead of using those big words, was say, I see things a little differently every Monday, every Wednesday, wherever podcasts are found. All right, guys, before we get going this week, I did want to remind everyone this interview was done via Zoom. Trust me, the minute we can get Tyler in this studio, the better for us, the better for you. But for right now, Zoom will have to do. So bear with the sound a little bit. Some things break up and that's just where we're at. We love you guys. Hang in there. Hey guys, it's your girl Black Mamba and we are here with another episode of the Hate Journals. This week we are so lucky to have on our show Tyler Powell from Search Theory. How are you? Doing so good, thanks. You are so calm. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, okay, so you're, you're originally from North Carolina, correct? Yes, ma'am. Um, how long have you been in North Carolina? Uh, so I was born North Carolina in 1991 and we just left in from North Carolina in end of August. Oh, so, just recently. Yeah, 28 years. Wow. So I'm I'm fresh off the boat here in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Does North Carolina have a big music scene there? Um, there's rich musical communities. Uh, you you kind of have to dig for them though. But yeah, it's it's very artistically very rich. Um, it it has had some huge scenes in the past, but given the state of, well, obviously COVID, but um, then also the way that uh, the internet changed the music industry. Um, right, it's really changed the way like clubs and bands work. So, uh, but all the creators are still there, just yeah. not out and about as much as we used to be. How long has Search Theory been together, or how long has this project existed? Uh, so, oh, geez, that's a great question. Um, right. I'm coming in hot with the questions. I'm coming in. I'm making yeah, you think today. Yeah. I'm making you think. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I, I, I usually just kind of like function day to day. It, it started out with me and the lead guitar player. Um, his name is Riley Morton. And we booked a studio session up in the mountains of North Carolina. And I want to say that was in 2017. And we actually tracked in 2018, spring of 2018. So the project itself is is fairly new. Um, although I've known most everybody in the band for years and years. So, yeah, uh, we're all friends and have played shows together and been in other bands, either together or you know just friends of friends, and and that's kind of how we all met. Which is so awesome. I mean, it's so great to be able to create music, I would assume, um, with a group of people that you, one, know, because I would assume working on these projects, you know, can be difficult. You have to make some tough decisions and cuts, and I would assume it makes it a little bit easier to do it with somebody that you know versus somebody coming into a band that you don't. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, that was a big thing for us is we're, you know, all the guys in that band are are professionally creative one way or another. So we're either, you know, professional musicians or uh, the drummer, uh, Raul Rivera, uh, who was our, our live band drummer and was going to be tracking for us moving forward. He's been a longtime photographer. So we all, as creatives, kind of know how we work and right, what right. things are helpful, what things are not helpful, how to communicate, how not to communicate. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that keeps a lot of the, the hot buttons from being, uh, <laughs> from being pushed. Yeah. 
I know you're married and obviously coming from North Carolina to, to Reno specifically, or I, I believe you're in Sparks, is a little bit different. Had you been to Sparks before you'd moved out here? Yeah, so my wife was actually born in the Reno Sparks area, and then gotcha. Linda, uh, her mom came east to take care of uh, my wife's grandma, and uh, so that's how we met. But all the rest of her her dad's side of the family is out this way, so we we've come and visited, and and uh, I remember the first time coming here is just like a realization of wow, this is like a different country. <laughs> It's amazing um it's, it's very different from the south i all my friends very. Are like, what's it like how do you how do you compare i was like you don't compare you it. do not compare it it's, it's like uh, apples and celery yeah it's yeah the color the color seven it's it's not the yeah, same. yes yes um, yeah very much so did you are you having a hard time adapting or has it been for the most part pretty easy i mean obviously we're in covid which I don't know. I come, I go back and forth with, with new people that are moving here because one, you kind of don't get to see everything and you don't really get to meet everyone and kind of get a good sense of who everyone is. And that can be a good thing when you're transitioning and it can be a bad thing when you're transitioning. Have you found it kind of easy coming from North Carolina? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I, I, I tell people all the time, if you, if you would have told me five years ago, Tyler, you're going to move to the desert. <laughs> And you're gonna like it a lot. I would have laughed at you. I would have. Oh, good, you like so, it. Oh, good. Oh, I, it's great. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's such a change of pace for me as far as. Um, so you, you hear a lot about like southern hospitality, right? And like yes. uh, southern charm, and uh, that's that's a really nice way of of saying, well, people are gonna talk shit to your face, <laughs> um, and they're just gonna say it's so nice that you're like, oh, thank you, and you're gonna get like a mile down the road and realize, wait. That, that was, was not awful. a compliment. Right. Nice. Right. So, like, it's nice to be in a place like Reno where, for the most part, everyone I've encountered is say what they mean, mean what they say. It's very yeah. matter of fact. Um, I really enjoy that. Uh, you guys have one of the most beautiful states I've ever been in. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I yeah. love hearing that. I'm born and raised here, um, specifically Reno, and mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. Like my husband yeah. is from the East Coast; he's from New York, and okay. he had, in the beginning he had a really hard time, I think, transitioning. But I'm like, you're looking at it so differently. You're trying to compare it to where you came from. You have to kind of look at it as it's this new entity all on its own, and then yeah. just based off that. Like once you get to know us, if you then still dislike us, that's fine. But we're not going to operate like a, you know we're going to hold a door for the most part people are very polite and yeah. you will have strangers that'll be like i just love your sweater and yeah. truly you do have to get kind of used to that if you are not that kind of person so i do love where we live and we're so blessed that we're so close to lake tahoe i'm assuming you've been so far or oh, yeah thank I, God. I, 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 thank God. i'm fine if someone buries me at lake tahoe that'd be, <laughs> that'd be okay by me um right it's a beautiful place to drown if you have to I mean, if you got to do it, that, that'd be a good place to, to go. That's all I'm saying. In the Carolinas. That's all I'm saying. Just pick a place and a location, a uh, location yeah. that you like. Um, so I know it's a little bit different, but when I was listening to your music, the one thing that stood out to me was it's so soulful. It is oh, very soulful. Okay. It has a very unique sound in a very good way. I never like to say that. And then people think, what does that mean? No, it's a very touching the way that your music begins the intro the outro the middle like I just love all of the music and I know right now you guys have two songs that are out like I said Judas and Ghost Town are you working on an entire EP are you working on a whole album do you know when it's going to be released so these these uh first songs are a set of five and, gotcha um they will all be released here shortly a lot of it's been kind of held up with COVID and communication between other artists we work with um yeah we have a wonderful graphic uh design guy but he is his moniker is never glad and he, he did the first two singles and has done the subsequent uh three that are going to be coming out and right so making sure that we can take care of him and all of that has been drastically slowed down just due to covid life um, i know covid so, life it's really changing a lot of things the way that we do things yeah that we took for granted before that were so easy i felt like yeah absolutely I, I remember talking to some of the guys in the band and just saying like you know uh i'd i'd probably kill to go play a, a shitty club right now um right. like this just serves pbr 
and Jack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's it's terrible. Right. You're like you're like, I could do an alley right now. Like set us up in an alley. It could be dark. It could even be sketchy, but we still want to get our our music out there, which is such a difficult time right now because people who are creative, it's hard to think, okay, now we have to start thinking creatively. What how can we do this different? How can we still get our music out, still do the thing that we love, but do it differently? Has there been and obviously now for you guys, the distance is a big thing distance mm-hmm. between all of you is a huge thing how does that even work if you guys are recording or how do you guys even make that work a lot of it's just figuring out uh what works for everybody like i said um all the other guys are full-time professionals um creatively doing something and so uh our bass player has two other projects that he's busy with uh our other guitar player has a full-time band gig and then has his own solo project um so a lot of it's we're all asking that in different micro microcosms gotcha that question and i mean we're still shooting a lot of it's shooting ideas back and forth luckily uh as i've heard a, a lot of other people say this couldn't have happened at a better time as far as technology goes right um simply because like even even 10 15 years ago this would have been kind of the the death nail and and, you know for the musical community because you couldn't shoot back mp3 files or anything like that but now that's very doable and so we all have some level of recording gear that we're constantly shooting hey listen to this what do i do for you um or you know, even I'm probably the junkiest out of all of us and using my phone for voice memos all the time. And you hear my kids scream in the background. But it's like, no, just, <laughs> I want you to feel the vibe. Uh, excuse the, the blood curdling scream. He didn't mean right. it. Right. Uh, he's fine. Right. He just he, was, he, he just wants to have his chunky monkey and he doesn't yeah. want to share. Yes. And, and right. I, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. But the song is really sweet. and You're going <laughs> to love it. I promise. Um, that's kind of right. how it goes. Um, we actually had plans originally to release a music video for Judas, kind of poking fun at all this stuff because it's constantly, hey, I got this idea. And then, like, I don't know, a, a fire truck toy comes whizzing by your face and you're like, anyway, um, here's <laughs> this idea. Uh, so trying to hang on and be some yeah. level of professional is uh, a challenge. It is. It can be a challenge. And I we 100% get that. I'm here at our studio, which is inside of my home. 90% of the time we have our shit together. But there's things that like you just can't control. So I remember once we had this really large interview that we were doing. And all of a sudden you just hear like my dog's barking. And then he keys off the neighbor's barking. And then it was just like nonstop. And I was like, so we're just going to keep raising passes as if none of this is like, there's just nothing. What are you going to do? We're in a world now where we can't have, I have to uh, unfortunately do some things through Zoom and do some uh, much like this interview through Zoom. And you're just kind of where you're at it's like okay we'll just pause for a minute and keep going it's not the end of the world i'm glad that people are a little bit more patient so and i am so makes me so happy just because i love your guys's music so much that you guys are still recording and hopefully putting more out soon what is your inspiration what is your musical inspiration and i know that's a kind of a loaded question but when i'm listening to your music it touches me that something that comes from somewhere where does that come from? Because there is a lot of, like I said, soulfulness. And right now, I'm a huge fan of music. And there are sometimes a lot of poppy songs out and just like these hip little, you know, one, two numbers, which we all love too. But there is occasionally this time where you come across a piece of music that really touches you. Your music does that. Where does that come from? Oh, well, um, first of all, thank you for saying something so kind. Um, but It's true. I, uh... I don't know. I, I was very fortunate to grow up in a in a fairly musical family. Um, my my mother's brother was a touring drummer for years and years and years, and my father uh, owned a recording studio back in North Carolina. And so I I grew up listening to so much music, um, and I think the artists that I wanted to be the most like were the ones that made me feel the deepest. Um, yeah. So I remember being a teenager and I wouldn't touch radio music for 
geez, I, I don't think I listened to anything on the radio from the time I was 13 to the time I was probably 20. Wow. And yeah, and it just, it was all underground artists. It was all independence and, and um, anything that had strong emotional ties to it was, was all the better for me. And um, so I just wanted, I wanted to make people feel the way I felt when I listened to these bands. If it was uh, just simply being seen through uh, heartache or, or um, like the song Judas is a, I'm the type of person who can never come up with a great comeback in a moment. Something bad happens to me and yeah, I just kind of sit there and take it. And then a week, two weeks, three weeks, a year later, and I'm like, I should have said this. This would have been the perfect thing to say. And and you know, and the great thing about the song is I can I can say it and it looks like I'm the cool guy who knew what right. like I'm, I'm totally not that guy. So, you know, and if if there's somebody else out there which mathematically speaking I assume there has to be who feels that way and relates to life that way then like maybe maybe here. You're not the only one guy or, or gal who's just like me or like we can we can both not know what to say and then point the finger later and later later yeah. i just had the perfect comeback yeah i that is a lot of what our podcast is is because sometimes you're so frustrated in the moment either you do have the comeback or you're like okay well that's not nice though you know yeah. because i do try to go out into the world and not be a piece of shit and i do do genuinely care about people but sometimes you're just like this one thing that i encounter is so frustrating it's so frustrating and I know there's got to be someone out there also who feels like this is so frustrating. So I love that you are put you put that into your music because, yes, obviously, there are people who write for artists, but it is also nice to hear an artist play a piece of music that comes from them, that comes from their heart. So I really think that's amazing. and It's beautiful. Now, you how long have you been married for quite some time? Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're about five and a half years right now. Oh, nice. So did you, I'm assuming, do you guys tour? Uh, we haven't been able to tour yet. We were doing shows in and around the Carolinas. And that okay, was kind of, so uh, you were just keeping we it kind of local. Yeah. 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 Trying to build uh, some kind of touring scheme. We also fell in a really weird place in the Carolinas where um, – Typically, the way shows are done now, you, you don't have the variety that you really had in the early 2000s where, you know, you could have like a hip hop act and like a punk act and uh, right. a folk singer songwriter open in the show. Like, and that would that would be normal. Right. Um, so bill promoters back east really try to cram as much of the same sound on a show really? as possible. Yeah, that's very normal out there. And uh, what's difficult for us is we have big loud rock songs and then we have you know kind of chill indie vibe stuff and then we have you know uh, as i tell people i can't commit to a genre to save my soul um, yeah. <laughs> um so like it makes it hard when people are like so what do you do and we're like do you have anyone who does the david bowie thing like, <laughs> like is, is that cool no okay great um we can play our fast stuff we can play our slow stuff loud that yeah like, cool and you know so it kind of does limit the runes you can play and then uh it's also one of those things of a new way the music business is done which i, I assume it's kind of similar for you guys as podcasters which is uh booking live events people now look at your social media numbers and so there's this yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really hard. And I mean, there's a few of us who are super into uh, marketing with social media. Um, unfortunately, I grew up right at that sweet spot between uh, I'm, I'm a pretty early millennial. So I, I operate still a lot more like the generation before me. And I, I don't yeah. necessarily like all the like, I, I just want to go play a show. And if you like me, great. And if you don't, great there's going to be another band after me but like that's kind of how and i don't i don't really, really resonate with the whole like oh well you don't have a thousand followers so we can't put you on this show yeah that is to me um you know and i'm thankful that here in reno we're reno sparks area um 
we're a small enough community that there is a lot of support. So we are lucky on that end. For me, that only really comes into play when I'm going outside of our state and I'm having to work with other podcasts in a different state or country, um, or I'm looking for maybe a new manager, then that kind of comes into play. But we have been extremely, extremely lucky, and I know that, because we have such a great following here locally. And a lot of people in our city do not put as much... um, importance on social media as other cities and states do. And we're also really lucky in our music scene too, because um, unlike kind of what you're used to here, you can go into a bar that has four bands lined up and they could all be 1000% different. I mean, they could have nothing in common, but they support one another and they support outside bands from other states coming in. And it's kind of this really good juju feel um, that in that sense, I will say that we're lucky. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's really hard to get people to get past an Instagram, a Twitter. It's like we can still operate and support all of those mediums, but we can still go back to basics which is like plugging in your headphones, popping it, popping them into your ear, going for a walk and resonating with this piece of art, this piece of music, this piece of a podcast, whatever it is. So I, I do, I will say that is the kind of one good thing that's coming out of COVID is that I think people are starting to put down their phones a little bit more and really taking in things more because they have the time to. So they have the time to take it in and they don't necessarily need kind of all this flash behind it all of the time because, yeah, sometimes I feel sorry for people only because they're they're missing out. Yeah, we aren't missing out. Your music is amazing. So anyone who doesn't just because you don't have a thousand or two thousand or five thousand followers, you're missing out on this great music just because maybe you're flying by because they don't have 850,000 followers. I, I know there's definitely been bands like that, that are monumentally shaping for me that maybe at my first reaction of, of seeing their physical appearance or even hearing like their record, it, it didn't connect. It didn't make sense. Or maybe even I didn't like it, but going out to see a performance was a life-altering experience for me and so what I really struggle with I guess in in cultures where that kind of you know impetus is put on um, social media as a some kind of litmus test for your quote-unquote success is um, you're missing out on quite possibly what might be the selling point and right uh, also like there's there's just bands that no matter what genre you're into, um, however great the record is, it's it's not live. And the way to see that act, right? Like I think about listening to like a James Brown record versus listening to the James Brown live at the Apollo record. Like, and certainly if you watch the footage, like it, it there's nothing that compares. There there is no James Brown record that will ever compare to the live experience. Um, there is no punk rock record that is ever going to compare to seeing the band live. Right. It just doesn't exist. And so that was always kind of our thing. Again, like I know in for today's scene and and being that I am a part of the millennial generation, you would expect that like, okay, yeah, we wanna but man, no, I just wanna get in a room and I wanna make a noise. And I, I want to see what that does to us. I want to see what that does to you. Um, and I also have a little bit of a theater background. So like there's that feeding thing. Like I, right. I want to put something out to you. I want you to receive it and I want you to put it back at me. And then I want to receive it and I want to put it right back. And there's right. this call and response, energetically speaking, that's just irreplaceable. And that's what I love about great live bands. It's what I love about great live theater, great conversation. It's all like this thing that you can't have unless it's that thing. Right. And it's, I, you know, and I think people also forget what that feeling feels like when you are watching live music and you're participating in it, right? Because it's participation on both ends, but what it feels like to stand next to people who you do not know, who you've yeah. never met, 
who you know nothing about and to look around at each other and have these goosebumps together and be experiencing this music as your heart starts to get really excited and you sing along and everyone's singing along and just seeing and watching that it's I I just I can never I can never express to someone enough how much they need it in their lives and it doesn't matter what kind of music you like. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter. I have a 14 or a 15 year old, God, she's 15. Um, And one of the big things when she was really young was I said, you know, when she was getting older and starting to get into puberty, I said, music is going to be your big thing. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't feel important right now, but you've got to trust me. And you've got to trust me that there's going to be songs that really resonate with you. And if you think you resonate with it now wait until you go and watch them live. Wait until you go and watch a literal performance and you see how much that song that you thought meant only that much to you, all of the people around you can see the tears in their eyes, the goosebumps on their arms because they are so into it and so invested as well. That feeling does not go away. That feeling is what is getting me through COVID because I know at some point we are going to be able to go back and watch live music and be able to participate together and be able to go and enjoy it. That truly is getting me through COVID because I am the kind of person that obviously I'm sure you're very similar. You might put out a lot of work that does engage people, but I also do like to be a loner and like do my own thing there or else I wouldn't be able to be creative. But also going out and watching live music there's just some there's just nothing like it there's just nothing like it to me there's really not uh my my wife is not super into uh big loud rock music but i got a few years back uh tickets to go see foo fighters live yeah and um which they are great to watch live it's it's amazing you you if if you like that kind of thing do it It, it's it it'll you know set you free um but (laughs) really well yeah uh, I look kind of looked over at my wife very like timidly, like you you want to go? I can find somebody else if you don't want to. I understand, but um, she's like, no, I'll go. And I remember, um, I think it was during the song, uh, the best of you, and sold out the Greensboro Coliseum, uh, forty thousand seats sold out, and the whole crowd is singing this this chant. It's in the middle of the song. And uh, I remember walking out of the stadium with her and looking over. She's just really quiet. And I said, are you okay? And what'd you think? And she's like, I get it. What? That. I understand why you love it now. It's like, it's a spiritual experience. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, that's, that's it. It's, you, you know, under normal circumstance you wouldn't stand behind any of those people you wouldn't be in the room with most of those people right you wouldn't you know like it just wouldn't happen if you if it did it'd be in passing at a bank or a restaurant or you know a gas station or something but like there'd be no serious conversation there'd be no link in here in the middle of this thing witnessing this great band performing uh great music you you're all connected and it's like you're all plugged in to the same source together and um so yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I tell people you know music is my religion. It's the the church I worship at. It's the place where I um, ultimately found myself, um, found my friends, uh, and it's the place I go to when I'm happy, when I'm angry, when I'm sad, when I'm confused, um, and uh, like like you said, it's uh, something that's very personal. And you can have that alone time with it. And you can, if, you know, you're experiencing uh, a dark night of the soul, as it were, you can pop something on in the car and um, uh, head into wherever. And it's also something you can enjoy communally. And that's just as important. Right, right. Um, And that's the thing that I really hope that people are really gravitating towards because you know, obviously it's been just a weird fucked up year. It's, it has, it's, I don't, it doesn't matter how you cut it. It just was bonkers across the board. And I really try to keep encouraging people to use music to get through this time because politically things are always going to shift and change, right? Every four years, Mm -hmm. 
some shit, some shit's gonna be up. And yeah. hopefully this is the last pandemic we hear of. It may not be. Um, but I do believe it is something that we can choose how we are handling it as a group. And music is one of those things that I do think that we can lean on now more than ever to kind of help guide us get through this time because yeah. it is hard. I get it. I I get it. It's hard to turn on the TV every day and see it. It's hard to turn on the radio and hear it. It's hard to see all of these things. But music is the one thing that you can kind of dial into and not have to worry about hearing or being bummed out or any just dial into the music and get yeah. down to it you know what i mean yeah no absolutely i think uh as i was i was telling a friend of mine recently i said like now is the time where art shines the most yes um, because in the day-to-day -day grind in the driving to and from in the uh i have an appointment at two and then i have a meeting over here at you know, three, and then I have to get over here to pick up my kids, and then they have volleyball practice. And in that time, life is speeding past you. And so no one has time to regard anything. And it's really easy for someone to say something to the effect of, well, you know, is it is it really necessary? Do I need to go out and see the show? Do I need to go see this new film? Do I need to read this new book? Do I need to go see this art exhibit? Do I need to watch these people dance? Do I, do I need to hear this poetry? And in moments like this, where the world's kind of at a standstill, and there is so much upheaval in the world around us um, in various forms, uh, you still have the artists who are still pretty much alone like we normally are or huddled together in our small communities and we're still saying the things that we're always saying but when the world is a little bit more still and someone's looking for a voice amongst the people someone's looking for hey i need to just not be here right now or hey right. i i need someone to tell me that it's okay to not be okay or hey i need someone to help me raise my hands like tiny antennas towards the heavens and shake it with all i have you know like whatever that is the artists are there for that purpose and correct so yep. now now like as i always tell people it's one of those things of we are here to speak when there are no words to speak we're here to paint the things that you you can't say we're here to sing the songs that you you can't quite articulate out of your own heart and um i i hope that you know for all the musicians and artists and chefs and dancers and everybody out there who's creating whatever it is they're creating um that they're having a moment where at least in some small way their voice is being heard and that people are finding some kind of uh community in that Yes, that's what I'm 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 hoping uh, because I just I know it can be this is just such a weird, you know, lonely time. And I, I think it's uh, tough to remember when you're going through it by yourself that you it does feel very isolating and like you're by yourself. But there's been plenty of times where I've had to leave, you know, a clinic or a patient and I've literally been like, I'm just going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to put on this music and I'm going to drive this 20 minutes home yeah. and I'm going to cry all the way there. And then I'm going to get home. And then I feel so much better because I was able to just get it out. Cause sometimes you just got to get it out. Yeah. And I think people, we are forgetting. I have a very creative friend of mine and I just think the world of her. And it was so funny because I asked her, what have you been doing during this time? Have you been working on new projects? And, and I, I started I really thought she was going to be like, oh, I'm working on this and I'm working on that and I'm working on this. And she was like, oh, no, I'm just trying to find some new shit to watch on TV, girl. Like, that's the struggle yeah. for me every day. And I was like, girl, snap out of it. Like, let me be the one that tells you to snap out of it. There are all these cool things that you, as a creative person that you can do right now. And I know we all feel stuck, especially as creative people. We're just like, so now what? We just wait until this is over and then we do our thing. Yeah. But there are like so many new avenues and things. And there's some things that I want to get with you after this about. Um, but I did want to ask you, is it hard for. I ask a lot of creative people this. Is it hard to have a spouse? I, I assume your wife is. Is she um, does she play an instrument? Does she do any of those things? Uh, she's she's not musically creative. No. So 
my question is, when you are musically creative and you're kind of trying to work some musical stuff out, who is your go-to person? Because I even know for our podcast sometimes, I'm like, okay, I'm shopping this idea. I think we're going to do this. But it's hard for anyone who's outside of the podcasting world to kind of understand. I could ask 10 people and get 10 wild answers. And my husband does not do podcasting. So even for him, again, sometimes it's hard for him to be able to make the leap. Now that you're here kind of in in Nevada, is it hard to find somebody to go, okay, who do I bounce this off of? Or is your wife pretty like, no, that's spot on or no, thank you. So what what's really cool about my wife is that though she's not musically inclined, um, she does listen to a lot of music, but as as a non-performer, as a non-composer, she listens to music completely differently than I do, gotcha. which is such a refreshing thing as a writer because I can, you know, throw a song her way. And she also listens to a lot different music on the whole than I do. We have gotcha. some overlap, but like where she spends her time is more in the pop world. And, and I'm definitely more in like rock and roll folk, uh, country, indie rock land. Um, and so when I'm writing something, I'll shoot it over to her. And if she says something to the effect of like, I don't, I don't get it or where's the, you know, what are you trying to say? Or then I know like, okay, I, I've, I got lost in, in the deep weeds somewhere here and I, I need to go revisit my lyrics or maybe the guitar part or whatever part I'm working on is too busy or maybe it's, you know, which is coming from, coming from the punk rock world. And, and I, I grew up playing in uh, the underground music scene in North Carolina and, so I grew up on really edgy music that wasn't necessarily massly commercially viable. Um, uh, so I have those moments where I'm trying to, uh, I always tell people, I have different voices in my head that are trying to satisfy different things all the time. So like I have the edgy uh, emo punk kid in my right. head who's like, I want something dark and vibey and like I want it <laughs> right. to feel almost stifling and then I have like the the folk guy is like but it, it you know it should really hit some kind of truth with the lyrics and it should paint this picture and then like somewhere in there I have like all my dad and mom's music and it's like Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen and it's like but you need to be true to the tradition <laughs> all this stuff is competing at like one time and yeah. so I'll vomit out a song and my wife will go um <laughs> Uh, you know, and then that's like, oh, okay, too many voices, too many voices. Hey guys, too many voices, up. too many voices. <laughs> right. And uh, um, perfect. You know, or or she'll go like, no, that that's really good. That that's really smart. Or you know, whatever. Or and that's kind of my like, oh, great. Okay, I did it good. Because someone who does not know music, someone who's not sitting there like, oh, I really admire how he transitioned from this chord to this chord. <laughs> right. I see how there's a subtle jazz motif, like. No one thinks about that. Right, Tyler. right, right, um, right. As as one of my friends says, no one cares how the sausage is made, Tyler. They just want to eat it and they want it to be delicious. Okay, so just shut up and make the sausage. Right, but um, when it's your baby, you really, you're like, no, but you don't understand. This baby is made up of a lot of things. And the people are like, yes. no, no, we just want the baby girl. Yeah, it just, just, just you hush. Eat, you, right. You over there, stop it. Right. You know? and, and so... Uh, that's the great thing about my wife, but I'm also very fortunate. And um, I will say this also about the Reno and Sparks area is you guys are a very inclusive bunch here. And um, I felt very welcomed in and I, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of people in the arts community here who have kind of like, oh, yeah, this is Tyler and just kind of lumped me into the batch of yeah different people here. And so I do have musicians in the area where if, you know, I don't know, something nerdy happens. I'm not sure about this guitar tone. Uh, does this sound too brittle? Is it too bright? Am I going to hurt someone's ears with this? Is, does it sound stupid? Is it a cliche? Is it like, you know, I have yeah. that here too. Um, but it's usually when it's, uh, when it's at its beginning, when it's just a sound, when it's just a, a guitar and a voice or a piano and a voice or whatever. Uh, it, usually my wife or I'll call up my friend Riley, the lead guitar player back East and, you know, 
hey man if this is a if this is a jackass idea i just want you to go ahead and tell me now and uh let me let me just go ahead and deal with that right 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 i'll cry when we hang up but i just need to know is it a shit idea yeah yeah yeah. you know i don't don't mind my ego smashing in the back it's perfectly fine it'll be right it'll rebuild itself it has done it a million times ignore my tears Yes. Absolutely. Just ignore the tears. You're going to see them, but just know that I do want the truth from you. Yeah, I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely get that. Yes. <laughs> I do get that. Yeah. I'm fortunate that I had people in my world who, who know how to do that without being like a dick about it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyler, that's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go be a plumber now. Yeah, no, one thousand percent. Sometimes when I ask for opinions, I have to be like very specific. Like, I'm not asking about the art. I'm not asking about. I'm just specifically this sound that you're gonna listen to from like one minute to four. That's all I need you to tell me about. Because if I'm not specific, sometimes then they start coming in hot, and I'm like, oh no, I didn't ask for all that. So I completely get that. Um, and I know you have kids. Yeah. Which is difficult, again, when you are recording and obviously you're doing it from far away from your mates. But specifically, I was wondering what it is that you personally do as a downtime to kind of feed that creativeness, um, oh, one, independently. And then how do you do that, like, with your family? Because, again, you're in a new place, in a new area, and so it can be very difficult to uh, balance, you know, work life, home life, home life with your family and then doing your art in the house with your family, having work and having all these other dynamics. What is the one thing that you go to that just is like your top thing? This is what I do when I want to de-stress and get creative and get my creative juices flowing, but I don't have to do anything. Right. Um, I know it's a tough one. That that is a tough one. Uh, I'm always consuming uh various types of of media and uh, you know I'm, I'm a big vinyl collector so I, I have a ton of records and i'm always just sitting there and trying to be as immersed in that experience as i can all the way mm-hmm. down like the crackle and the pop of the record and, and what that sounds like and um I always tell people I'm I'm a very nerdy person. So like the the YouTube videos I watch are like from like Pitchfork magazine and then how like they break down classic records and and um so cuz I want to know I want to know you know if it's a if it's a Springsteen record what what, what was he doing or or you know if it's uh Patty Smith or or you know whatever XYZ band what what was happening in their life and and because there's going to be parallels and uh I'm really into an author named Rob Bell and he just released a book called everything is spiritual. And he was talking about when he wrote that book, he wanted it to be uh, very, very personal and get as close to um, the personal as possible. And he said uh, at first it, it crossed his mind that he should go as universal as, as he possibly could. But then he realized the more specific he got with his own life, it was, was the things that everyone else who was reading his work leading up to it being published was resonating the most with, which is oddly backwards in that like you'd feel, well, this is just a me experience, but everyone has had some version of that experience. And so like listening to anything from those kind of pitchfork videos to uh, I just recently finished um, Bruce Springsteen's autobiography earlier this year um, and being able to find all these kind of, parallels there and and things that kind of like oh okay well i'm not the only one i'm right this is a human experience great okay cool um movies we're we're big big movie buffs and uh always looking like you said what's what's the next series what's the next like because i mean ultimately it just comes down to good storytelling and good it really does yeah Um, yeah and then geez um i know i made this really difficult (laughs) <laughs> without leaving the house i'd say like uh i i do a lot of i listen to a lot of podcasts um yeah. and then i also am plugged into things like great courses plus so i'm, I'm always trying to learn things yeah and like purposefully put myself in positions that i'm not comfortable with like uh so like i said i, I grew up in playing like punk rock stuff and so it you know like okay i'm gonna learn how to play blues guitar I don't know anything about 
blues guitar all right great um <laughs> cool uh and it like it forces you into this like great i'm a noob again like i don't right. know anything again. right and so this thing right specifically guitar at this point like I, i've looked at it in a certain way for years and now it's new again right it's because i'm i'm finding all these new spots all these new like places to play different different ways of approaching a musical phrase okay like great oh i can use that here too and like it gets that creative engine going but i'd have to say my favorite thing since coming here for re-sparking creativity or just wonder is um like i said outdoors here is beautiful it's incredible Um, Mm -hmm. whether and, and i mean like one of my favorite places is um the southern part of uh, Washoe Lake on the east side. Oh yeah, and, um, windy but beautiful. A, amazing. Uh, there was there's a dried creek bed, I guess, where the the lake has receded a bit out of the dunes, and it's all you know mud cracked and very very deserty. And and uh, going out there, being around the wild horses, um, feeling like you're out of time. Um, I mean, you can see all the houses and stuff, but once you once you get way out there, it's kind of like everything's far away, and you can, I don't know, it puts me in a different headspace personally. Where it's like you can, it's like you can think, it's like you can think, yeah. it's like your brain isn't preoccupied almost with, oh yeah, I gotta get gas, and oh there's houses yeah. over, that's a nice house, oh there's cars, what's that? No, it's like you get far enough out, and you can just think of nothing you can let things kind of pour in versus constantly trying to your brain just constantly going that's one of the truly one of the nicer things about living here is you can really if you don't want to be around folks you can go and find somewhere to really be by yourself and just figure out nothing or figure out whatever it is you're trying to figure out yeah i i i always tell uh my students when i'm working with younger musicians and saying like you can only pour out whatever you have in you. And if you're not putting something in, eventually you'll go to say something and there won't be anything to say. There'll be nothing left to pour. Um, and so going to places that for me, at least going to places that are older, that are bigger, that um, are away from really for, you know, especially being from the East coast, everything I know is familiar. Yeah, um, there's there's no big longleaf pine trees. There's no sound of cicadas. There's no there's no any of that stuff that is so familiar to me. And to be out there in the middle of the desert to let the wind just engulf you, and to think about all the different people groups that have been in this area since way back before any of anything resembling America ever existed. Um, it does something to you where, yeah, you can think and you can just sit still and you can let it just be there. And, right. Um, it's almost like being plucked physically out of whatever narrative that you find yourself in. Right. And like, okay, well, now you're in a different story. So <laughs> right. Very true. What do you, you know, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to fight it? Are you going to... um try to surround yourself with whatever modern comforts or numbing techniques you have for the world around you, or or are you going to just let it work on you? And I love that. And that's, that's a huge part. I know for me being able to let go of things um, is going out to a place like that, or even um, I know it's shut down right now, but driving out towards pyramid Lake, like once you get up into the Hills and uh, yeah, it really, Oh yeah. Like, um man i you know all the all the crazy things that clutter up my head but just as a person and and specifically as a creative as well it doesn't matter that much anymore it doesn't you know okay like so i don't have this figured out great like like i said about the social media thing like um that's a pressure i feel low-key to severely all the time and to go out somewhere like that like that right it doesn't matter you don't have phone signal anyway right so forget it like 
it's not going to help you make anything better. It's not going to help you be any better. You're not going to be a happier person. So right. you're here, you're here in the desert. Be, be a better person now. Be a happier yeah. person now. Tyler, how are you such a good soul? I mean, tell your mom and dad I said, good job. You are. You're such a great soul. You It really comes through in your music. Sorry, you guys. My dog is, Tyler's having to look at my little misbehaving dog who was just like, please, can I just see who you're talking to? Um, you really are a great soul. And it really does come through in your music. And I love meeting somebody. And it's just like spot on. Like you're exactly what I thought you would be for your music. Um, is there anything that you would like to promote as we wrap up? uh yeah certainly um please go listen to judas and ghost town keep your eyes open uh, there's gonna be a new single coming out soon um i'll leave that a little bit mysterious there Ooh, and uh, i've been working yeah i've been working with a, a local singer songwriter by the name of chad flores um and got a couple other great musicians from the area so if you want to go check, check out some chad flores please go do that and uh yeah, stay tuned. Thank you so much. Do you guys have a website? We do. I'm sorry. I probably should. No, have that's that okay. Too. You can find us at uh, wearesearchtheory.com and we have uh, some videos up. We have some photos up of the band back east. Um, you can find all our links to all our live YouTube videos if you want to see what we sound like live. Um, you can find us on Instagram uh, at Surge Theory and Facebook at Surge Theory theory uh, i think we even have a twitter do you have a twitter um yeah i think so i not that anyone talks on it <laughs> that'd be useful but uh i will you guys you guys know per usual i'll put the links down in the description box um where you guys can find search theory on instagram and their website so just in case we forgot something it will be on there Thank, thank you, you Tyler. You are yeah. the best. You guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode and we will talk to you soon. Bye. All right, you guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Hate Journals. We cannot thank Tyler enough from Search Theory. What a great person, right? Ugh, I just love being able to meet new people that come to our area and bring us so much goodness. So excited. You guys know what to do. Make sure you log on to our website at thehatejournals.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram at thehatejournals and of course, Twitter at thehatejournals. We love you guys and we'll see you soon. Bye.